Welcome back to the end of season special, part two. I suppose the first thing to say is if you haven't listened to part one, I'd go back and listen to it. Um, and then, yeah, come back and listen to this second part. In in the last part we left, we'd reviewed the season. We just got up to the playoff final um, and we just asked uh, Lewis Cox for his thoughts on the playoff final. So, um, yeah, have fun listening to that. And then uh, we'll move on to a more roundtable discussion on the season as a whole, uh, manager changes and bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, enjoy. That's Nolan! It's better than John Nolan! Shrewsbury Town, the team who stood tall amongst Giants in League One this season, are making their presence felt again. I was going to say to, to the guys here, actually, I was going to ask, before you tell us what you think about the game, I was actually interested, you know, you two have spent the entire season following Shrewsbury away from home, you talk about all, all the experience of it, you know, you can't have not felt anything but absolutely devastated for them at the end of it. <laughs> Worst <laughs> feeling really I've ever had in my career. Fair play, yeah. yeah. Me and by some distance yeah. me and you have sh- shared many messages beforehand about what it meant what it w- would have meant to us you know mm. in our jobs you know I was yeah, thinking, selfishly yeah absolutely this this is either you know Albion Stoke Villa away or Accrington Stanley you know it, oh, I, I haven't been to many championship grounds ticking them off just the the work the workload I was saying to, I remember texting Mark just being like God. damn I remember getting turned down for an interview by the Chuckle Brothers the week before <laughs> uh, well. we both were Unbelie- yeah. I'm in France yeah whatever and, um, they definitely weren't I've seen I saw pictures of them yeah. celebrating <laughs> and um, I, I thought right it's, it's been fairly public my spats with various Rotherham fans throughout the season I don't know what it is about Rotherham fans Rotherham and Oldham fans don't like his own no, no, they, are, they were incredible and I just thought I would have picked any other team in the league, bar perhaps Wigan, to play because mm. they are because they are town crypt yeah. tonight. Mm. But if there was anybody I wanted to beat, yeah. it was them. And I, I always say, um, my childhood died when Andy Moller danced around the corner flag at Wembley like a chicken, and I realised <laughs> happy endings weren't a thing. Oh, and jaded the Euro '96 semi-final. But this one, I thought, it's written, isn't it? Mm. It's got to be. I have the absolutely yeah. da- jumping on the dance floor. Getting up at my wedding day. But yeah, I mean, you were pretty, pretty drunk, Ollie. I'm surprised you remember any of that. <laughs> For <laughs> they really come mean, away with You nothing. talk about the Wembley curse, and the first loss at Wembley oh. was to, to Ron. So it would have been a great bookend to finish the curse, to beat the team that beat us first. And, and with the rumours that Hurst was going, it was yeah. going to be the perfect It moment. felt yeah. like it was scripted, didn't it? The whole yeah. season did. And but just uh, not scripted like a happy ending. Well, when, <laughs> when Henderson saves the penalty. Yeah, you think Because af- after about 15 minutes, I thought they're not winning this. Mm. You could tell they hadn't got to grips with again. It was yeah. like a but they'd saved the penalty and I thought yeah, they might get a spawny 1-0 or something yeah. you know there's 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 that chance and the game went on and obviously they, they fell behind and then the injuries came and I just Carlton Morris begging Chris Skip one more go please please yeah, yeah, one yeah. more go he was done and with no cruciate in his with team. no cruciate <laughs> and, and then punching the tunnel on the way off and poor guy and the, it, it all, and then they equalised, and you just thought, "Hang on!" And it was a sh- the goal was right out of the shoes from this season. If ever oh, there yeah. was one off the training ground to come off, yeah, yeah. it's it's Brilliant. there. Sadler assist as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, deft touch from your forty-eight-year-old centre half. And and I just again, you just sort of thought, "Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe." And by this time, we've been on air in the sunshine for six hours, yeah. so you might be delirious as well. But by eighty minutes, they were dead on their feet. There are. That, oh, go on, carry on. I was just going to say, you know, we, we talk about um, the the Czech trade at Wembley and how the refs impacted on that. Yeah, it's easy to say they just froze at Wembley again twice on a big stage, which I guess they did in a way because the performances weren't great. But there yeah. were factors in the League One playoff final, and you know, I don't know how he much was touched on it because I I was in the mix zone with the players, but 
they were tired. It was a 60 second game. They played yeah, more yeah, games than any club that yeah. wasn't in Europe, in yeah. England. Ref was um, picky, didn't help them with the way they wanted to play either. Yeah. And, but should should they have been. Does the tired thing um, become an excuse because he rested them all in the final league game? I, I, I sort of think it is because it was a 60 second game, you know, long season. It was hot, a lot of games. If you've got to do a lot of defending as well, you're chasing. I think there were even signs they didn't play as well in the home game against Charlton as they mm. did in the, the away leg. They, they did a job on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they were clearly tired. By 80 minutes, I. I remember saying during the commentary, Ben Godfrey's playing on a bowling green. It looks like he's doing a mud run. <laughs> he was chasing back yeah. somebody, and it, it was it was like he was running through treacle. Mm. You know, Beckles was the noticeable one for me, but you know, if they were so tired, how how would they have been if we'd not rested them? You know, forty yeah. minutes in, yeah. they'd have blown up. You know, so I it's... think as well though, they weren't able to use their substitutions oh, in the way they would have wanted to. Where you want the fresh legs is bang in the middle of the pitch. Why don't we get were... Junior Brown no, fresh legs on? For me, Mark, <laughs> for me, yeah. Mark, it was all on the game. Yes, the long season played a big part in it, but Town used all their subs by the sixty-fifth yeah. minute with thirty minutes of extra time. Now you equalised, and the momentum was with Town. Brilliant. Carlton Morris's injury actually came about from a. 50 yard run where you know Town were going for the second goal and it was a really good attack like 3 on 3 then that injury happens he goes off 3 minutes later Bolton gets cramped this is just after an hour Bolton yeah. gets cramped and has to go off best spell as well yeah, after yeah. That ruins your best spell after you've scored and your three subs are gone so I'm thinking I specifically remember writing and it, it was around 70 minutes that Rodman was cramping up mm-hmm. you know one of a few Rodman's the fittest player at the club I'm thinking this is a bit concerning it. you know they're all cramping up yeah. miracle to survive till 90 and then 30 minutes yeah. well, they, as soon as you hit 70 minutes Bolton limps off with cramp there's no subs left so I'm thinking they're only going to win on pens yeah. Yeah. And, that, and it would take some a, a good effort to because they looked fit still Rotherham yeah. Yeah. they didn't and have to use what, their what they do is so economical because they yeah, go long and they pin teams yeah. in yeah and it's exactly what we said about where you win the ball back on the pitch. If you're not clearing far enough as well, you it's just coming back at yeah. you, back yeah. at you, back at you. And it's mentally tiring and it's you're chasing the ball, it's physically tiring. It's hot as well. It was hot. And as soon as they got the second goal, it was just before half-time in extra time, wasn't it? That was, that yeah. was it. Yeah, you said that last week, didn't you, Mike? You said yeah. they, they put, put us back in the sun when they won the toss for the start of injury time right. and basically boiled us up, got the, got the same goal, and yeah. everybody knew it was game over. It, then, it, didn't it, like in a game, in a 120-minute in a game of football, the best tactic was win the toss and put them in the sun. Yeah. You know, that was that was one of the, the ways the game was The really won. annoying thing was it was two set pieces. Yeah. yeah. That was gutting, and the, it was the centre-half, and what he did was so clever, because centre-half, you expect him standing on the edge of the box. He went and stood a mile away from the penalty yeah. spot, and the first time Beckles, the second time John Lewis lost him yeah. on a 20-yard run. Now, mm. second one was poor. I know Linnell John Lewis was gutted and blamed <laughs> himself entirely. Not his fault, of course it wasn't. He lost a guy at a set piece and, yeah, they were punished. But those were the two errors. You talk about fine margins. All right, Mickey. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's Where back. is he now? Mickey Vallon's yeah. back. Yeah, he could be off to St Mirren soon, the way it's looking. But there we go. I think, in all honesty, that was that. We'd, we'd mm. lost at Wembley. I think that as, as much as we talked about, we've talked about feelings as fans during the game, like we left the Lincoln game feeling devastated didn't we obviously yeah. I wasn't at Wembley but I remember trying to catch up with you just after you'd sort of left and you were very very down in the marathon yeah. as, as a fan you know you, you had a chance to win something at Wembley in the Czech trade we didn't win it that was really hard to take but this game was as Lewis just said 62 games of effort yeah. and nothing it was the crushing realisation that my very good value championship season ticket was now a quite a maybe overpriced league one season <laughs> ticket that's the, you know I'd already renewed um 
but yeah, it's you know, if I if I struggle to shift a loss in the checker trade, I, I can remember sitting maybe for it might have been twenty minutes after the match, just sat in silence. Everybody around me was completely in silence. You, you couldn't you couldn't believe that it happened again. Well, I can mm. feel it now. Well, yeah, still niggling. Still niggling. I felt upset watching that. Watching it I'm sh- I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying I had to go and console Danny, didn't I? Oh, I can imagine you, remember, you, you, you did very, very well at going around the press box dishing out the pats on the back. Well, <laughs> well, I think more just I mean, to keep was, yourself busy uh, yeah, than, than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hard, it's very hard to be. But it's hard. So I, because I, so I was lucky enough to get invited to the press box for the checker trade, yeah. and oh, yeah. the game, the game finished. And I got my laptop and I just bolted out of there as fast as I could. And it's one of the realizations that you guys. So I had a media. I could have gone down to the to see Hurst and everyone had a media pass to go underneath and I could have gone there and that's the, the last thing I could ever thought ever wanted to and do was to go down there it's obviously you guys are following Shoot Town but you traditionally come from different areas and support different teams and, and that's fine but I, I can understand what you say about Stu Dunn now the more I think about it because we've known Stu Dunn me and Mike yeah. particularly and Ollie, he's seen Ollie, five defeats exactly yeah. he's seen five defeats but you know he was a Shoot Town fan before he started working for Radio Shropshire you know, we played with him it's for the away supporters for 10-15 years you yeah. know, good friend so his job's even harder. He is a Shrewsbury Town fan. He's feeling that absolute heartbreak that we were feeling that yeah. makes you storm out yeah, of And he's then got to go and do a professional job. Fair play to him. And he knows he's never, you know, there's never going to be another shot at it. Not yeah. like that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to win the league next season. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> is Dunny unwell or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but there we go. So fair play to Dunny for having the professionals. I listened to a bit of his post-match stuff as well and you can, you can hear the heartbreak in him, can't it's, you? It's, it's, it's awful. And you, you've got an hour pretty much to fill and all yeah. you've got is Rotherham celebrating in front oh, of you oh, no, I and just, I remember I remember saying no, jobs are tough, yeah. Yeah, so I just play music like you normally on Radio Shop Trip just play a record in four and a half hours <laughs> and I, I remember just saying we're waiting for the manager but I want to go home yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of sounding like a child yeah. <laughs> but That's how everyone feels yes yeah. when we get out there. it was it's they they always say that it's the best place to win and it is but it's yeah. a horrible horrible place to know to what it's, it's an interesting one for us I, I think just saying about our jobs we're yeah. supposed to be um, uh, supposed to be on the line, aren't we? And, and neutral. But I think as a, as the one when you follow the local team as a reporter, you have you have to you do have some affinity. I don't yeah. think you can be totally. Um, you get to know un- people, unfired. and that's the thing. I think that's the thing. I think that's the difference sometimes. I think as a fan as well is that we never get to know. The players. We, the players. Yeah, we don't have any personal relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So we can yeah. be quite callous about Distant. he's rubbish, get rid of him. Yeah. We can be f- uh, no, disappointed and emotional when they go, but when you know, when it comes to like, oh, get rid of Dodds, he's rubbish, whatever, you know, yeah, he's not yeah, going to yeah. do anything. But you guys, especially, no, you two have to go and talk to him every week. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, social media is a thing as well because, yeah. you know, you speak with some of them on it, they, they obviously follow you. If I turn around and call someone, call someone out, yeah, yeah. you know, especially in the middle of having an amazing season obviously because sour relations and uh, but it, we were obviously part of the, the season and we lived it with the management and these players yeah. and sort of saw everything that it meant and the highs and the lows that so imagine I'm the not, training ground I'm not too and... I'm not too experienced and obviously I haven't followed the club for that long but I was absolutely dreading going to the mix zone and the interviews after that I was my colleague was there so he did the manager and I went into the mix zone because the players know me I thought there might be yeah. more of a chance I'd come over and have a chat <sighs> Sadler is the banker Matt Sadler will chat chat with you and uh, he was first through after doing a drug test thinking god that I literally feel like I'm well enough speaking about it but he (laughs) he just no he he, a stand in the mix zone sort of I would I would just talk to him because I would sort of class him as as a pal and we would just chat but he just sort of caught my eye walked over just Gave each other a handshake. I didn't even ask him for an interview because I just thought he's done so much speaking this Too season. Right. Has he? He's yeah. already the go-to man after a defeat, and he just looked at me with like sort of welled up eyes. 
and I was just like broken man all I could do was like shake my head at him and he just pulled a face and I was like oh my god <laughs> Matt and uh, Ollie went to the bus and oh, you no. know a, a few of them couldn't it's couldn't nice to know they feel it oh I can't yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think as, as a fan even this season I, I could tell from 20 games in that they felt oh. a, a love uh, they were growing and especially the young lads there was a growing love of the club and then as it went on a little bit more with the fans I could, you could tell that we've had a lot of seasons as Shubertown fans uh, where we've had a lot of players whether they're contracted or loan players who clearly didn't Don't give two hoots about the club a lot of the time felt a little bit different this season but, Dean, yeah. Dean Henderson Dean Henderson have, since and said he's a have, you ever, seen, have you ever seen an unknown player let alone a goalkeeper celebrate in the fans and mm. twirled only twirled that boy boy round that was just I can't remember what game it was it was a special case there's a game that he <laughs> in many many ways and there, was a, cup, there yeah. was a game that he wasn't playing he was yeah, in the cup and he Did shaved that. his head yeah. and he went in the crowd with Got a bucket in. and he went in Block 19 and he was starting chants he started the Benny Godfrey chant and he, and he went all the way up every uh, stairway in the West End collecting money for Hope House I think it was mm-hmm. yeah. that is in, that is absolutely unique it's for a footballer I, I don't think we'll ever see that again and they cut on as yeah. well with each other yeah. and as much as and him and Carlton Morris are really yeah, really yeah. Close. There, yeah. there is the bomb with the fans but it doesn't half help when they get on with each other yeah. and yeah. it's remarkable how rare that obviously we haven't had a training ground before and obviously that was our base and that helped but yeah. when, you, when you went there did you feel like you were going to a happy place yeah and actually I think it's been far more open and I don't know whether respectful's the right word but when they when they do badly there's a, a suspicion of the media there's uh, oh I don't really want to be there either you know and, and you get your flash points because when they're rubbish you've got to say they're rubbish and yeah. people don't like to be told they're rubbish no you know by, by definition it's, it's difficult the fact that they were winning helped but Paul Hurst and actually there isn't a player there that I don't feel I could ask anything right you know, if you ask it in the right way, Paul Hurst, you could go and talk about football. Yeah, and he liked it and he, he enjoyed it. And he, if you asked him a good question, he'd give you a great answer. Oh, he'd keep talking for a long time. From Don't. the episode looking, at it, it looked like we had the right personalities there. They were mature yeah. individuals. Yeah, the right they were the, the usual after, sort of gangster white boy footballers. There were some mature. Yeah, nice something to prove people. as well. But, that's one thing we mentioned a lot of times. Yeah. There was something to prove. All of them had something. Bolton yeah. had the Sala, yeah. Beck, young and hungry. Sad, sad. And and young and hungry. Even sad, but then sad, even though, and Rodman and Wally. Yeah. Rodman, yeah. who was. I've never even heard of him before. Yeah. Who's, who's this we, we appear to have got a similar in managing the same mould uh, as Hurst. I'm hoping that we can carry on the same sort of recruitment. So on Hurst, just one. Well, final. we're going no, we to say we're going to come on. So I mean, we can. <laughs> I think we just draw a line under the player final now. Yeah, okay, that's, right, that's, yeah. that's that's well, done. One thing. To get to look Go on, Ollie. Quietly, Go to drag it on a bit more. So, <laughs> no, but this this links to this links to Hurst. Yeah. So there's, there's a genuine question. I wasn't there. You know, we don't we don't see the manager. You know, he's left and all that. But like, yeah. But do you think the result was impacted by Hurst's what looked like now pre-planned departure? In no way. Okay. Be my honest opinion. What would be the point of affecting it? So, so the question to you is, Lewis, do you think that Hearst's planned departure, let's say it looked like it was planned, had any impact in the result in terms of his preparation? Did he work less for the game? As as far as I believe, the players weren't told anything like that. I really don't believe that. But, you know, by the management that the manager was going. That's what I understand. And that's well, what Skitty and Danny Coy only found out on Precisely. Twitter. Exactly. Um, yeah. Obviously, they'd have seen the rumours and the strong rumours about Ipswich. They'd have seen that on social media. But nothing from the managers themselves saying, look, lads, we're going no matter what. And the, the game was bigger than him mm. as yeah. well. I, I think... There's, there's no way he. Yeah. He wanted from his own personal privacy. Yeah. You don't well. chuck away a Wembley final on telly. Yeah. And as far you know, as and, and as far as I can understand, <laughs> no one at the club knew that because you know you saw 
how hurt Brian Gordo was, after, you know, when he went on the radio about the approach. Yeah. You know, they they knew of the interest, they expected an approach, but none of them and knew what was coming. Even if hours. you looking at each other, going, "Oh, he's going. He won't be there next season." No, oh, the manager's off. You still want to get into the championship? Biggest game of your career. Yeah. You know, if you're Alex mm-hmm. Rodman and Sean Wall, you're the wrong side of thirty. This probably is your last. And so when they sco- and when yeah. they scored, they, 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 as a team, you could see. Yeah. So I had that question and. In my head, and obviously Perth had gone by the time I watched it. But you saw the players celebrate that goal, and you saw Rodman's face, and they were like, "They wanted it, really yeah. wanted it." Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think as I say, we're, 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 we've kind of touched on some of the Hurst things, haven't we? And yeah. um, there's 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 a lot to unpack with how he left. Um, I think that we've got two elements, haven't we? First of all, you look at his achievements of the manager of, across the the two elements that he was here. So obviously, me and Ollie covered this last week. Saved us from an un- unbelievable games. He yeah, to saved us from an unbelievably already relegated permission position pretty much when he first came in to getting us comfortably safe with a couple of games to go, and then we've just had this mad roller coaster of season which was brilliant but didn't quite achieve anything. And I think we've kind of all talked about it. I mean, me and Ollie talked about it last week. I think probably you might be quite similar. He he did a bloody fantastic job for us, didn't he? Yeah, he's been yeah. an insane manager. Really, saw, from the starting point that he came in at to where he left us. Yeah, we didn't get promoted, but. If you'd have given me a playoff final loss at the start of the season, I'd have thought you were insane. So and everyone yeah. was still giving it at ten oh. out of tens, nine out of yep. tens, eight out of tens yeah. when we did the poll in terms of in terms of Salakast last week. But I guess as, as a fan, it's 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 easy for us to have that judgment and and because of what we watched and how much fun it was, and a lot of credit goes to the players as well, and Brian for you know and Roland for sticking the course when they were getting dogs abuse before they brought Hurst in. If you remember the two weeks beforehand, you know I was one of the fans that was shouting for Roland to to, to, to sort himself out, but you know that's football for you. But I think for you guys from the press, I suppose what first of all, what's your overriding thoughts on Hurst's tenure at the football club? I guess just an almost unbelievable, an absolutely unbelievable job that. You know, I'd, he or he always said uh, the people in white coats would be off to cart us out if you'd have um, predicted it or talked about it, and that is <laughs> absolutely true. You can't play down that enough, can you? No. I, I, you know, everyone obviously the bookies tipped him for the drop. I didn't think they'd be relegated because of how they ended that season. Stayed up his first summer. I knew he'd get decent players in. Great pre-season. So I knew that they'd be comfortably survived. They do. It's really naive that they thought that we were going to go down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I knew they'd comfortably survive. Because on the average, we'd have got sixty points based on the average of Underhurst. Yeah, we had sixty-one points. There you go. Yeah, I but but I still would have said before the season that twelfth would have been that was my fantastic season. Yeah. So I could not even begin to really imagine further up the table than that. yeah, and I suppose Mark, that brings us to the second question then, because obviously he left, and we were just talking, we just stopped recording for a second, and in between we had a quick chat about this, didn't we? And, mm. and we were all sort of debating, you know, Paul Hurst could have walked out of this football club as a legend, and, and he still will to most fans, but yes, unfortunately, the, 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 the sort of narrative of how he left and some of the things that happened and we briefly touched on, this left a little bit of a bitter taste with fans as well. Can, can you kind of see why some fans have reacted like that? Yes, I think if you'd have asked me. Is he going and is he going to Ipswich a couple of weeks before he did? Mm. I'd have said yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we saw Brian Caldwell when you were climbing up Lord Hill's Common oh, yeah, flags all over him. Yeah. And I said, Have you had any calls from Suffolk this week, Brian? Yeah, we did. And I said to him, <laughs> You'll be getting one Tuesday morning. Yeah. And it was sort uh, of half half banter, half whatever. And yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was Monday night. But um, I, I guess that it wasn't handled in a particularly good way. I feel for him slightly. Um, Who? Hurst or Brian? In regard to Hurst, in regard to Wembley. Because he was asked immediately. I, was, I spoke to Nick Southall in the post-match interviews and I said, your last question's got to be, this is it, isn't it, Paul? You're, you're off. And he said, yeah, that's got to be it. And he said, 
he kept adding caveats to his answer. Mm. I'm Shrewsbury Town manager at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he did all of the things you'd expect him to do for a manager who knows he's going but the deal isn't done yeah. in terms of they haven't agreed compensation with the club and they haven't done yeah. signed uh, on the dotted line. Now, was he speaking to Ipswich without the club's knowledge? I guess it's as good as mine, probably, given what we've said. I think, I but, think 100% the agent was. But uh, however it was done, don't think that doesn't happen in every managerial no, deal. Completely agree. Like agree yeah. So, uh, again, I think you have to take that into account. What I would have liked is a proper announcement on the Tuesday or the Wednesday and yes, it's it's getting on late in the summer already, and, mm. and he wants to to get up there and, and start work. But I think that was that was the thing that could have been done differently. Do you know one of the things I find quite disappointing is that we obviously built this massive bond up with him, and he, and he did fantastic things for this football club. And yeah, there's no law in football, and contracts are contracts, money's money. You can understand why he would take all these money. One of the things I haven't seen, and maybe I've missed this, one of you guys might have even produced it, is. A sort of a message from Paul Hurst to Shoes fans say thank you for the last 18 months. There was one from the club, but yeah, but it was there very was one brief. From the club, but when I read it, I didn't feel like it came from I, Hurst. No, I agree, and and, it's, and that I find a real shame in that we've had this or a video chapter, from the we've had this yeah. chapter that ended with a bit, a bit of bad news at the end. It was a brilliant chapter in general, but there's no like, there's no sort of, there's no back page, it's missing it's, just a, it's one of those, yeah. it's one of those, you know, like you were saying about being a being jilted by, but not being told why. I want to know. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> I mean, it's, where's the where's it, the end it is, of it? it? It's the it's the niceties of it yeah, that are but, missing, but isn't it? But that's the thing that winds me. One thing that the thing that's wound me up the most about it is one. Okay, people talk about agents and that kind of stuff, but as Brian said, it's it should have contacted Shrewsbury mm, and they yeah. should have done like that. And the thing that irks me is that Paul Hurst, late on in most lot of his interviews, it was often like twenty minutes in and quite late in his press conferences, he's often whinging about agents players loyalty so during the season he'd kind of been building this foundation I'm this honest loyal guy and you know I, integrity is really club, important man. to me yeah, you know, and he kept saying it all the time about all oh, this agents all this kind of stuff what I would say on that is at no point in his time at Shrewsbury did he ever suggest it was no. anything other than a step no and at the same point we always said we said it on the podcast several times we I want and still do I think I still do in a couple of weeks I'm sure I'll say definitely I want him to do well because I'll say you know he's got a bit of Shrewsbury yeah. connection yeah. and we want him to do well he like, owes like, the club nothing like, like we want to see Woods we see goals and we want him to do well but yeah but if he'd just done a little of Ipswich did it properly he came in said can't turn this down great opportunity but I love my time here the fans are great the memories the stories the history mm. always, have, yeah. always have a nice but my family was welcomed all that kind of stuff and then left it's just like half an hour of work. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I agree where you're coming from with that. But if, in 18 months' time, the same thing happens with Askey, but he leaves us having achieved even half as much as Paul Hurst achieves, I'm happy with it. Because well, that, I'm, happy, I'm happier to be a club who's a stepping stone for a manager on the way up and doing good oh, things yeah. than employ another guy who's failed above us it's and coming down. It's never happened. In my yeah. time as a fan, we've, never, ever, we've only yeah. ever sacked managers. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, exactly. I think we all agree on that point. It just feels very. It just feels like a very odd end that I don't think anybody saw coming that it would have kind of gone like that. And I suppose... Maybe we're just naive football fans, and we think that everything's going to be rosy, and things, that, things are packaged up in a nice little bow. And unfortunately, it's quite a brutal game, isn't but, it? And it's not always like like Ollie's saying as well. It's the first time it's happened to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it, 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 it stings so bad because it hasn't happened before. We, we usually kicking a boot, kicking them out the door. To pay but, him off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so just, there we go. Just on the lack of words from Hurst. I mean, you know, I'd suggest I don't know how much to say it, but there wasn't more of an interview with him because of how it happened. Mm. You know. 
Um, yeah, I know. But the, 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 the stop you doing that, that this week, though. And Hearst is, Hearst is responsible. <laughs> so Hearst, Hearst is responsible for the actions of his agent because he's in, he is working for him. So his agent is his. He's working for him. Yeah. So so Hearst is responsible for the agent's actions, how he works. So Hearst set this up. Hearst and Ipswich have set this up. Not Brian Cordell, not Shrewsbury, not Shrewsbury fans, and not the media around Shrewsbury. So Hearst has set this up, and it's yeah. In terms of not saying. Fault, whatever you know, you're still going to be a legend. And when we when we all calm down in a few yeah. months' time and look back, it's quite raw stuff. And we keep seeing they, they lose to Norwich in the in the derby and all that stuff. And still <laughs> be a few tweets flying around. But we'll be really be proud of what he's done. But just sour note. It's difficult, isn't it? Cause I don't know how the deal was done. I don't know who his agent is. I don't know. He's got an agent. He has got an yeah. agent. He's he's got got one. One. the same agent since um, he's been managing uh, in like very down in the non-league. They've gone through him all the way through. I mean, Brian Caldwell was pretty clear that he is of the opinion that the deal was done a while ago. Everybody's of the opinion that the deal was done a while ago. I think it is simply the putting a full stop on it, isn't it? It's, yeah. the, it's exactly. the coming yeah. out and saying... Good work, good work, he's, he's, um, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's unveiling it at um, Ipswich is the 10th, I believe, which is Sunday. Um, obviously, he's in Dubai. He's got away, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll see what, see what he says. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we just wanted it too early. But I suppose it brings us to the next question. So, Hurst is obviously gone. Um, and, yeah, we didn't wait too long, did we? I think, who knows how long this <laughs> this has been going on in the nah, background. But I, but I think I think after what Brian had said... <laughs> he had to do it the right way. He had way. to do it the yeah. right way. And I, I'm, I, just, I was arguing with Shrewsy <laughs> fans about they were, we, did, we tapped them up and all that kind nah. of stuff. No, I think Brian did this the right way. Mm. I like Brian's honesty, to be fair, so I don't doubt him. But, yeah, so John Askey has come in. Uh, um, as Mike just briefly touched on there, you know, we, we briefly mentioned our little podcast we did last week, it seems like we're following a similar model. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it worked so well last time. Why try and change it? I mean, I've got literally no idea who the guy is or what he's done apart from winning the league he won last yeah, year. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm happy to take the same approach again because of the because of the results we got last time. So I think they've done it in the right way, um, and it's it's consistent that, that you know Brian is making the same decisions with yeah. Roland. So yeah, it, the club seems like a strategy, which yeah. hasn't happened very often. Well, well, it's it's a wild idea. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. Have the same approach. Literally, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't and you? Every, and I think the book people talking about Ian Holloway. Oh, oh and, and um, Hasselbank and we were next to for maybe the eighth time in our in our lifetime. We're never yeah. going to go Robbie down that route. Oh god, yeah. we're never going to go down that route. One, we probably wouldn't pay the wages that the guys would be after anyway, like Kenny Jackie and all these kind of guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, why would you? Why would you? Do there's, there's no point in a football club's life where you shouldn't have four next. Manager yeah. options. Of course, board, like, you know. Brian's not doing his job, yeah, is he? Exactly. So you, you would think, I know they had a lot of applicants and they, the applications come in thick and fast these days when a manager goes and yeah. certainly to a club on the up rather than one with a mess you've got to sort out. But again, it's it's a strange one because I can't pretend I've seen a lot of Macclesfield no. over, over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It feels like this time last summer when yeah. we talk about the future. I've got a clue who we might sign. No. I don't really know what he does. Yeah. I, I've used the analogy. It feels like yeah, it's a strategy, and it worked last time, so it might work again. But you are almost asking for it to go as well as it did last year. You're asking for lightning to strike twice. Yeah. That's almost impossible. But there's no reason why he can't come in and do a better job than Mickey Mellon did in League One, and, and that's got to be his first aim. He's not trying to replicate Hurst. He's probably at this first point of call. He's trying to beat Mellon. He's trying to get us. Yeah. 
we'll come to his expectations, but any, anything I comfortable. Like that he's come out first day and and when asked what his target yeah, is, I want to go one better. Yeah. Why not? I'm, not? I'm not here to do worse than the last. And he's ambitious. So yeah. Brian said that didn't he in his interview with the club? Mm. He said he was apparently um, he was watching a BT Sport game and the interviewer said, you know, you're at Maxfield for life and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, no, I'm an ambitious manager. And that's got good grounding, any you know. It's strange that he's been there for so long. Yeah. Though, oh, you yeah. look at his career and you go. That's, and he went all the way through the leagues yeah. as well. It's quite interesting because we did a bit for the last pod. We did a bit of work background on him, and we asked some, um, some Max fan, Maxwell fan, um, about what we thought. And he was saying, you know, he plays good football, and he just sounds so familiar. With him. Which is why I wanted to ask Lewis because obviously I don't. I mean, have you not met him? Yet? I've not met him. No, no. So you probably have met him, haven't you? Only one round the table is him. What, what as a as a person, you know, we've seen his first interviews, but to me, mm. they always seem quite sort of stilted in some respects but he came across well but as, as a person like, out off the camera is he quite a relaxed character how would you he describe him di- he's different to her yeah his answers are short weren't they yeah very quietly <laughs> spoken give us well, yeah. in the unveiling there was a lot of press around and it was in a small room and a lot of snappers and yeah it was very intense at Macclesfield there was very little press mm. yeah. did they record the videos you think at Macclesfield because I felt like there's he was no, a little bit there's nervous. no pre-match at Macclesfield so that's new to him wow there's post-match things got a bit spiky there didn't they if I believe rumours about him banning his own, own media team and stuff like that good luck lads so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently there's reasons oh, okay. um, <laughs> the yeah. <laughs> but he was on the on, on the unveiling he seemed to me nervy not I'm not 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 a dig because you kind of would be if it was a big big Step thing up. big yeah. day yeah um but he still said the right things yeah. he's you know he seemed quiet he called himself affable to me you know he, he sort of made made little like light comments about Messi being onto him on the phone yeah. playing like Barcelona and that and yeah he quiet and reserved which I was told he was like when I was speaking with contacts who said you know, he he would be a good candidate. I was told he was like that. Hurst is quite reserved. Although Hurst would be outspoken if, yeah. if he was wound up. Hurst was generally quite... Hurst was cocky but assured. Yeah. Mm, but yeah. not overly... But it wasn't like... It wasn't incredible. As, Asky toes the line. Apparently he toes the line. What an incredible choice of assistant, by the way. Oh, you oh. saw that coming. I wanted Effie Soji. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, obviously... He's starting to get his backroom team in, in, in sort of in order, isn't he? It seems like he's gonna he's keeping Danny Coyne, which is great to hear, and also it seems like the other guys haven't moved on yet, so potentially he's keeping so the we met, we met him for the second time ASCII uh, yesterday and it was more lo- it was only me, Nick Southall and the club, so it was how it will be in a week. Yeah, he still seemed a little But he doesn't know but he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know this and is true. Coming, yeah, coming from the weird thing about Shrewsbury Town is even though it's a small club small club it dominates the, the area. Yeah, yeah, so Macclesfield, yeah. where it is, is a nib on the fourth inside page of the sports pages and a line in the bulletins on the local radio station. Yep. No one cares. Yeah. So, yep. in the same way... Podcast, well, <laughs> in the same way, in fairness, that Shrewsbury Town would have Walsall-level coverage if you shifted it into the, you know, the, the West Midlands region. But it's a different ball game when... You perhaps feel like a bigger club than you are because you've got the attention. Yeah, and you can. And I agree. He probably is an ambitious manager. I suspect every manager is technically an ambitious manager. They don't want to do badly. But you know, having been at Maxfield the entire career, you know, player and manager, he's got to be out of his comfort zone for the, at least the first six months of it. You know, and he probably does deserve. You know, he's going to get a honeymoon period with the fans. It's. It is. I, I think it was a harder move for him to make here than it was for Hurst to come here. Oh, yeah. Even though we were in more crap when Hurst took over and there was a lot more to do, actually as a person and as just as a, as a feeling, it's probably harder for him to have really come out of his comfort zone. Which not far, though. And he's no, relatively far. local, no, which good. I think will 
helps in that yeah. regard. Yeah, Massive person. Will he be living in Shrewsbury? Is he no. He lives in Macclesfield. No, yeah. yeah he's not, not far. He's from Stoke, isn't he? He's originally from Stoke. It's an hour and 50 minutes from Macclesfield. So, I suppose, all we can say on old Johnny Boy is one to keep an eye on, isn't it? I mean, we'll come to expectations for next season and I suppose a bit of that is going to depend on what we think he might do in the transfer market but yeah kind of that kind of sums up where we've got to now and um, yeah we've got a few questions really to, to run through I suppose and it'd be quite interesting to see what people have got to and also Lewis you've uh, done your Shropshire Star survey we're going to run yeah. through, through the answers for that yeah. as well see wh- whether we agree with them but um, yeah I think the first thing is get the obvious answers out there, obvious questions out of the way um, so we'll just go around the table simple answers if you want to give some justification or not you can but mm-hmm. who was your player of the season Ollie? John Nolan John Nolan? yeah Toto Toto John Nolan uh, with a shout out to Matt Sadler <laughs> and I would have said John Nolan as well so, so there we go and, so. and, yeah plenty of candidates and obviously he swept home all the awards didn't he which is fair enough I mean we've, we've bri- not, not just because he likes my glasses either. <laughs> <laughs> we briefly talked about him during the review but f- fantastic season you know we've not had an attacking exciting creative midfielder like that for so long it was like nectar to Shrewsbury Town fans watching him to be honest with hopefully you hopefully so. if they can keep him that's who you build your team around yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and Toto as well to be perfectly fair as well the nice oh, rock yeah, in the back yeah, yeah, you know, you he's, he's another one you, yeah. you sadly they might both be gone by the time the season starts you never know <laughs> so there we go oh, don't, don't, so. don't put this out too late <laughs> <laughs> they will cost a lot of money though and that's the good thing they're under long contracts yeah Toto's got a year left hasn't he but Nolan Beckles have got two which is good so there we go Game of the season, then Ollie. Start. Oh, we'll start with Lewis this time. Game of the season. Ah, oh, just it's tough, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know we, we had it to the agenda sent a yeah. while ago, but <laughs> maybe in terms of the before we get to the playoffs. Sorry, I don't want to drag the questions no, out. That's fine. But I mean, Rotherham away was just like mad <laughs> when that you know when that was getting abuse, wasn't it? That story was absolutely ridiculous that day when you're down, you're playing for like forty minutes for ten men yeah. against one of the better teams, and then. You get the ninety third minute. I mean, the press. Were you at Rotherham away? The, yeah. We were right in right. I had Rotherham fans like from me to oh, Ollie away were from me. Nightmare. Throughout. Oh my! I, <laughs> as far as you can go in the press is like celebrating. I rubbed it into the fans yeah. that were there. Wow, that was amazing. That so that potentially the the two legged semis. I mean, yeah, the the the, the home leg. The scenes after, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think you can top that because of the importance of it at the time when you think back to it. Yeah, that's my pick. Chant the home in the in the semi final. Yeah, just the atmosphere, the victory. Yeah, we're going to Wembley. Just top, top, top draw for me. And I'm, I'm close to saying. I mean, you didn't come with us chanting it away, did you? In no. the class, but for me, because of the pressure on it, that goal, how well we played, and how how strong we were, and also it was a cracking away attendance. I mean, the away attendance for the Shrewsbury fans at Charlton in the league was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Again, considering we only took. 700 Fraction. whatever it was you know it was a much lower number um, you got a lot of abuse for that attendance it was, yeah, it was yeah. uh, that was probably my favourite away game of the season just because you know, I stayed over had a good time with dad as well um, but it was very it only just beats Doncaster away because of just one of those as a fan madly drove all the way to Doncaster on a Tuesday night we scored in the last minute to stay top and then I drove all the way down to Margate afterwards for a meeting and it's just narratives like that that stick with you but yeah I'll go with Charlton away in the playoffs I, I would agree with that if we could pick a half, it would mm. be that first half against Bristol yeah, Rovers, the, yeah. the four goals for the football, which, which wasn't Shrewsbury Town or anything like I've ever seen. <laughs> I was in absolutely. I was incredible. in Bjorka for that. I'm actually. It was I missed, unbelievable. I missed that, and then the Saturday was the Fleetwood last minute. I missed those two because I was a week in Mallorca. Oh. But and, uh, yeah. that, that was an amazing half of football. But for context and tension, and actually convincing me that this is nailed on. Yeah, yeah. The Charlton away, the, to go and win there again. After worrying about, as we've talked about, rested players and all the rest of it, yeah, that was a put great us back on night. track. 
Yeah, the, it's really funny that three Charlton games are so key. Yeah. And the, even the fourth one, when the losing at home was the key, um, I've, I've gone Bristol Rovers. I remember, it, I remember it, was, it was winter, but for some reason in my head, that was a sunny day. It was night, Trust me, but in I my got memory, it definitely wasn't yeah, sunny. It was cold, <laughs> and it was winter, and it was night time, but for some reason in my head, it was a bright day. Just because the football was just... Rodman was just like... He, I don't know if he drank a whole case of Lucas before the game, <laughs> yeah. but, but he was immense. Yeah. Oh, man. He absolutely terrible. And I reckon he must have improved his speed by about 20% this year. Phenomenal. Yeah. They said when he signed, didn't they, he's got good balance that gives him the pace that he doesn't look like he's got. It's still yeah, very yeah. true. He really does it's a terrible balance. He falls over like six times a game. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you, you, you don't agree with that. We've yeah. before a season. Okay, there we go. So we've done play of the season, but what about your best uh, loan signing of the season? Obviously, it's one of three, isn't it? But we'll start around on Endo. Anderson. Anderson. Amazing. And for the connections he made with the fans as yeah. well as his performance on the pitch. Uh, ben Godfrey. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? You say Henderson, uh, but it would it feels unfair not to give it to Godfrey because he's been so good as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are you going Henderson? Then? I'm going Henderson. Okay. Yeah. It's really difficult. Yeah. I, I wrote down Godfrey straight away, but you know, you make a great case for Dino. I think there's not much in it, is there really? Mm-hmm. But probably Godfrey. I, I, I would go with, I'd agree, those two are pretty much neck and neck. I'd, again, I'd go for Henderson just because very rarely do we get those He's not a cult hero because he's a good player as well. Like a lot of the time, we have cult heroes who are just crap. Like, but he's kind of got that. Shut up. (laughs) He's kind of got that um, that feeling as well. And just to have a player like that and have a connection with the fans, that that swings it for me as well. Henderson had a lot of individual moments that that won us big points. Godfrey Godfrey was consistently good as part of a unit. Fascinating character, Henderson, because he's got (laughs) all of that. I am the greatest front as soon on top. Yeah, and he said he only, apparently didn't he say he'd only come to Shrews before we were going to get promoted or something. That's uh, it for him then. Yeah, but, yeah. he said that. He said that. <laughs> Wasted yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah. But I said that at the, the speech. He the, did. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well. It, it is yeah. all front. Yeah. He he is oh, right, and you can tell from his performances when he makes an error, it plays on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he makes away. one, two, or three tend to happen. Mm. He, the crowd get to him, and he needs to be that big personality and he needs to be telling everyone how good he is to convince himself and how far because he's got all the talent in the world how Mm. far he goes depends on the top two inches I remember one interview were you there when he did the interview when um when Paul Hurst said he couldn't believe he's got a girlfriend when he was talking about Henderson. Oh, I missed that. It was, was so an funny. Do you think it's after he shaved his head and, yeah. and he was someone saying about what's he like and he and Hurst Hurst doesn't normally stutter or struggle to say some words and he's like he said like twice like oh like you know I, can't, I don't know how to describe him yeah he's lucky yeah. he's got a girlfriend yeah. and stuff but yeah he sounds like oh. he's a character. And then we'll end it with a, with another low like we always do. Um. You, so we've had a fair few disappointments we've talked about in the last hour or so but what's the biggest disappointment of the season the, the loss at Wembley in the, in the final uh, are, we all, are we all agreeing yeah, playoff yeah. final loss no yeah. for me for me personally oh, right. the biggest disappointment for me was Dale away watch Dale away <laughs> the way that the, the referee thing as well oh that last goal yeah. got injured oh, or maybe Northampton as well Northampton for me was a big a, I was really upset when we left the end of Rochdale well. I've just remembered the end of Rochdale away the pen turned uh, away yeah, I did, the pen I, turned around and started on the face of it to me it was just a defeat and then I've just actually remembered what happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just um, for me yeah. it was Rochdale yeah. away yeah. it was like, crazy 3-1 yeah. won it but at 2-1 
Town had a penalty. Yeah. Hendo was up for the last corner, and then they broke away, didn't they? There we go. Um, there we go. And we've got a few questions from fans. I think we probably... I'll, I'll drop... Daz Harden asked us a question, what was your favourite away trip? But I think we probably covered that during the podcast. Yeah. We've all done so many ones of them. Um, Mark Lynch, uh, this was been interesting. Maybe, maybe just for sort of me and Mike, really, and, and maybe Ollie as well. Would any of the players from this season make it into your all-time town team? So, obviously, you're a massive fan of a go-go. I, I think he already was in there. He was probably already in your yeah. fans. But, you know, when you think about the, the best team, you, you'd all say, oh, that's my best 11. Is there anyone you'd promote from the squad this year? Oh, I think I had a go-go on Woods in my central midfield. Is yeah. Nolan better than Woods? Possibly better going forward. So, yeah, you can make a case for Nolan. You can make a case for Henderson. But, unfortunately, with a lot of the players at this club, they haven't been there long enough. So, it, yeah. it's difficult to give you in a, in, a, in a best all-time team for somebody who's been at the club 12 months. It's difficult. Um, no. I fall in and out yeah. of love with Sean Ward. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, Sadler's the one for me, the only one I could justify. I think if I remember Sadler, my, yeah. my all time yeah. town team, I had Langers and Ian Sharps, Ian Sharps in my central defence. I think there's a very, very good argument now for replacing one of those. And I'd be unsure, I'd have to think about it more. But potentially, I think his longevity at the football club, his leadership over a couple of seasons now, yeah. the fact he's going to be here next year as well, so we know he's probably going to play a fair few games. I think Matt Sadler for me is the one. Who I might get into my all-time town team, but maybe we'll review it next season. I'll pinch myself a pace against Sadler's and Sadler and Sharps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadler speaks a lot, but I don't know if you ever really listen to him. And it is like a cliche, but he says he loves the town, he loves the club. Yeah. Like it is sincere yeah. for someone like him. Seems, I was, yeah, I think yeah. he's settled. For me, interestingly, in my mind, I had Joe Hart in there. Yeah, but I think what I've seen from Henderson, Joe Hart didn't play that many games. For no, 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 I think Henderson is probably the best goalkeeper I've seen in a town shirt. Henderson was better for us than Joe yeah. Hart was for sure. You know, his overall so for me, I think the one player that does Nolan, I love Nolan. Toto, you know, ball win defender, really good. But for me, Henderson's the one, the guy that gets yeah, in. I think that's a fair shout. Uh, and the last question, which is an interesting one for for, the, for you guys from the press to ever think about, and, and we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit, is, and I think there's a vibe of Shrewsbury Town fans that we, we get this, but um, does, it, does anyone think that Shrewsbury Town have been a bit underrepresented across the national press this season, considering what we were doing as a club? Now, obviously we didn't quite get over the line and do the Leicester, so it's not being talked about now, but over the course of the season, do you, did you really feel like that's a, a thing? I think he hated us because we flew under the radar. We mm, kept the yeah. underdog tag, and, and and if we'd have got more media attention, would we have lost more players in January? So, yeah, I think we probably were underrepresented for for the turnaround. But I wasn't that bothered about it, to no. be honest with you. And what about you know? Just do you, do you think sometimes I wonder why Sky and not just Hurst, doing it? Hurst and Shrewsbury as well. Yeah, do you saying Mark here that do you think it's sometimes you think yeah. why have Sky not come down to do more features or I don't know? Uh, well, I, th- I think there is. I remember Matt Williams saying Oldham find it easier to sell sponsorships mm. packages because they were in the Premier League 20 years ago. Yeah. And Oldham are Oldham who used to be in the Premier League. Shrewsbury are Shrewsbury Town from the 4th Division. And I think because they're trying to do it for the first time it's difficult because geographically we're off the beaten track. We're not near Salford and we're not near Osterley where Sky's building is in London. Yeah. I think you fly under the radar a little bit Yes, I think it's been underrepresented. I think there was a lot of really good stuff on the Football League show that Channel 5 did and, and stuff like that. I think there was cut through. Yeah. But I think, again, you could say that about all League One clubs, bar Sunderland next season, who come down with a big name. Mm. You know, when, when you get to the third and the fourth tier, it is difficult yeah. to get that national yeah. exposure. But, but I'd say, interesting on that, so it's a club that have been on a trajectory of well and a team that we played, Lincoln. And Lincoln really wound me up because Danny Coyle has got this reputation in the media. Maybe I don't, don't know whether I work in London, so I feel this London bias. He's got a Cockney accent and he's like this, like, God's, like, Jose Mourinho. 
Mourinho of lower league football. When you watch his team play, they're dire. He was playing his cheats constantly. There was one moment. In, there, was one <laughs> moment gone. there was one moment in the in the Czech Trade final when um, Danny Coyne was saying that was a throw and something. He looked at Hurst and his head dropped because he knew he was without swearing. He was just playing games and it was really funny. He saw them look at each other and he dropped his head and he walked to off. Shrewsbury again, not in London. Yeah, Salford London thing's perfect. And it's all from the FA Cup. Yeah. That they are absolutely Lincoln from the Bradford had the same the thing when they beat Chelsea yeah. a few seasons afterwards. They got gives. And one, one thing I'd add to this, and, and Lewis, you might want to comment on this, is. Yeah, we might have been underrepresented across some things, but actually, we were on TV seven times this season. That's more than we've been on TV since probably, I don't know, accumulatively since probably 2003. We've only ever had 30 odd games on TV. So seven games, you know, finals, you know, that has got us the exposure. You'd like to think that maybe that might cut through a little bit that people had seen us play a bit. Only problem is a lot of those games were pretty rubbish on TV, so it doesn't really help, does it? Yeah, West Ham... If they beat West Ham, I reckon... I agree. The attention at the end of the season would have been massive because you probably play a big team again. Yeah. And yeah, that's why maybe Hurst helped us with Hurst because, you know, the championship at the moment seems to be assessed to signing managers of one like the League One in um, the championship in Germany. Mm. Um, and yeah, Hurst has not really get the recognition probably deserves, so mm. but that probably helped us in the end as well. Yeah. So to round off this end of season special, um, Shropshire Star uh, have been running a survey, haven't you, for, for the season, Lewis? Um, and we're going to go through some answers. Do you want to just run through the survey and what sort of response you've had so far? Yeah, certainly since I've been here, at the paper they do an end of season survey for, for all the clubs um, at the end of season obviously and uh, yeah 20 questions most of them are a yes or no other than you know you player of the season ones where there's options and yeah I mean unbelievable response to it Nine, nearly 900 votes wow. uh, online and, and post 900 people in shoes behind the internet online and post which is like double what we got last season so something's going right um, <laughs> result right, as, as we're speaking results are out tomorrow so obviously by the time fans hear this they'll have, it's be a week down the line yes yeah they'll have seen it and you try and kind of stick to the template of similar questions each year try and make it as kind of down the line straight as you can but Throwing some interesting ones as, mm. as you know what I thought after after what's happened the last couple of weeks, you know the the ones that stand out to me. I said you know did the manner of Paula sex it to Ipswich leave a sour taste? We've covered that. You know considering there's 900 votes, I think it's quite overwhelming towards Hurst that 75% of fans, you know, think it left a sour taste. And yeah. That's yeah. A sh- it's a shame really. Yeah. Above all, it's such a shame. And I, I I've I, I wish him well and I. I think he'll do well and I hope he does but I just wish he'd have done it the right way I wonder if you'd ask that again in a month yeah given if it's so does, or if Askey has a good start for the season yeah. I, I think I think you probably turn that on his head yeah yeah. yeah I mean we, we've obviously you've obviously done a lot of questions I mean we won't run through all of them no, because of some of them like player of the season we've just been running through as well so I was just going to pick a few you might want to pick on number six maybe Glenn yeah you? yeah I might do as well well number six we'll start with that one then it says do the staff and players deserve to be remembered as legends so quite an emotive question that I, really I, yeah I mean just some context on that one you know, clearly there were a lot of um, comparisons with the legends of '79, weren't there? Through yep. the whole season, and they were going to they were going to become the next one of of that team, and you know that was the kind of aim. And you know, they fell short nearly men, as we've talked about. Mm. But do you have to take into account the underdog thing and the story, the the amount of games and tip for relegation and all that? And I expect you know, legends is a strong word, isn't it? Yeah, mm. like you, you can't get anything. You've got been there for a long time. Yeah, you don't get any. You got to win and all that. And so I expected, mo- you know, quite a high percentage of no for for the legends. You know, particularly given Hurst left. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sixty, almost sixty percent. Yes. Yeah, I, I can I can understand why we briefly again talked about this off offline about how. 
yeah, they, they were the nearly men and they didn't quite get the job done. But we're such a s- success-starved fan base <laughs> for for good, exciting football, which won more games than it lost across a period of you know upwards of fifteen years. You do take out the promotion years from League Two, and it's been a lot of it's been dross, in all honesty. Um, so I can kind of understand why that's so high because you know a lot of these lads they bonded with the fans that like we've talked about they they put in good performances they will be remembered very very fondly legends is as I say an emotive term you know some people will put a stack stock in legends being the very very top yeah. of players that have ever played for this football club but yeah. people it's will subjective say, as well yeah exactly I think but, how, how do you contextualise a legend you know if you're looking at Shrewsbury Town legends you've got Arthur Rowley you've got Graham Turner you've got Mickey Brown legend legends the, the players from this season will any of them have a, state, a statue outside this stadium I don't think because so. mostly because none of them have been here long enough and that's 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 where the, the breaking point for me is on legend. Yeah, but again, we've never won. He's not achieved room. anything, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, Wording is vital, isn't it? On yeah. this, because has it been a successful season? No, no, no. no it. It. You might as well have finished seventh. Has it been an enjoyable? Has season? it been an enjoyable season? Yes. Has it been right. a good season? Yes. I don't think they can be led. This, can this, they? this season, away from the survey a bit, will this season be remembered more fondly in a couple of decades or a generation oh, yeah. than? League two promotion under under Mellon or GT. Will this season be remembered better, even though they didn't win anything? I, I'll say now, I would much rather have had a season like we've had now than than a League two promotion season. Yeah. As much as they're good and you win trophies, this is a whole on the cusp game. of the it's, hard, it's harder, and it was remarkable this season. Like I, I will look back at this season as the best in my lifetime because it's the only time at which we performed at the very very highest level that they've been at since I watched and competed against two juggernauts yep. Yep. this is the problem with Shrewsbury Town Football Club yeah, right you're saying there in a nutshell <laughs> in a nutshell I'm going to remember this season where we've won nothing well, yeah. in 20 years I hope it's forgotten next May <laughs> I hope nobody cares about this season next May um, I hope we look back on it and we're really annoyed that it didn't happen 12 well, that's annoyed. Yeah, you know, that, that, the odds yeah. of that happening you know, and they are. repeating it yeah, they are. I, you know, myself and yourself whatever we're doing in 20 years I will remember this season I imagine yeah. It, it, it's, it's tricky because again coming from a fan's point of view if you ask me what my top 5 seasons are I'd say promotion from the League 2 seasons promotion from the conference even though the conference season was terrible, like all the, the, the games rubbish. we played were awful, but you know there was something about going to all these new grounds. The, yeah. This this season, I had it, it's all about memories as well for fans as well. We had so many good memories and, and away and home, lots of things that will never be forgotten. So, yeah, exactly. Because so, I've been to thirty nine games, you've been to forty, Glenn. Yeah, um, yeah. Also doing the podcast as well. We've got us really close as help. well. But yeah, there was. It's just I think like we talked about like the Ganua goal at Doncaster, the, the late win at Rotherham that. Almost just like I think of all, the one thing I've enjoyed this most this year as well is just like everyone just saying who are Shrewsbury you're rubbish and like we go there and beat them and mm. it's just like story it is a yeah it's been a story yeah it's been a journey and your point on on achievement um, yes it's not a trophy but the highest league finish in I don't know how many years you know at the end of the te- at the end of the season the, the league table tells a story and and a massive achievement for me was seeing our highest ever ever league. To finish when I've been following the town, so I've just thought of a good analogy like you Go were on. talking about. Like, we're very stoked we talked about it. It's like Cinderella, isn't it? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, <laughs> it all turned into a pumpkin on the way home, and unfortunately, no one managed to put a glass slipper on Paul Hurst's foot. But the, <laughs> the resignation and um, to almost, uh, well, it'll be you know, fifth from bottoms, a good say the season next season. That feels like, but the extreme of the fans yeah. now is you've got it's got to be the start of something, yeah. Whether they come, whether they challenge for automatic promotion next season is a another matter 
but they got away six there's got to be a part next season they've done it in their time there's no reason why we can't do it and that's the blueprint we've got to try and follow is be punchy little shoes be like and Burton probably did. not that big a company yeah. surely yeah. I mean one of your questions you've asked here Lewis okay. we should talk about expectation of fans question number nine in the survey was right. what division do you think Shrewsbury Town should be in so obviously 2% Premier League uh, quite what those Shrewsbury Town fans are all about <laughs> <laughs> football manager maybe 32% uh, championship 65% um, this is the most interesting I find 65% League 1 only 1% League yeah. 2 so less Shrewsbury Town fans think we should be a League 2 club than we should be a Premiership <laughs> Sign- team sig- significantly more that 32% crazy should be in the Championship no, there's a lot of fans are in their 50s 60s hang on that watched us in the Championship yeah, and we have yeah, been there yeah, and there yeah. is that historic element yeah. to it but you know that no, that almost no one considers us to be a League 2 club I find remarkable but you, to be you, honest with you, you but that should change the mindset yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it is slowly changed but yep. you, you mentioned that conference Finally, you think of sliding doors moments for football clubs. That penalty shootout goes the wrong way. There's no new ground. Town are probably where Hereford or Wrexham yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, Wrexham at best, probably. They get the new ground. That's like I think years. we would have come back a bit early enough. Maybe. But, 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 but look at Torquay. Yeah, they might not have done. Uh, quite yeah, honestly, York. yeah, Mark's right. Quite York. honestly, we could have gone bust. And Stockport, I've got a friend of mine, someone I buy biscuits from. Stockport. He's a Stockport <laughs> County yeah, fan. That, that league, yeah, yeah, they can't get out of that. But league. you look at that as the year dot. I think mm. from now when, yeah. when all expectations are reset when they move into the new ground yeah. and since then it has been upwardly mobile yeah. pretty much bar a, a couple of dips and you go okay with the catchment area and with the facilities on current attendances they're a league one club but I do think it's league one looking up rather yeah, than league one training ground worrying about league league one. One. for me the training I ground is one of the best training grounds big yeah. it's huge I don't, I'm like, I can't remember who I can't remember if it was Mickey I can't remember if it was Mickey Mellon or Hurst Mentioned that that's where players go to work. It's like when when you go to an office and you go for you know you go for a job interview and you go into the office and you're like, what's it like there? And that's where they go. I think that's yeah. a big selling point. Yeah. And and what we're talking about expectations. One of the other questions that the survey asked Lewis was number seven. Where do you expect town to finish? Uh, sorry, number eight. Where would you? What would you say is a successful season for Shrewsbury Town next season? So we're looking at expectations. Mm. Um, and on, on the results there, you've got promoted fourteen percent, playoffs twenty nine percent, top half forty two percent. Mid-table, 12%. Avoiding relegation, 3%. You didn't put relegation on that, I know. Or did you just not have no responses? successful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but obviously, again, just adding on to what we just talked about, it is looking up more. I I reckon if Andrew asked that question six months ago, 12 months ago, it would have way been lower. And I know we've just had a good season, but for for over, what is it, 80% of people to think we'll finish in the top half or above, that does show that fans are looking up finally. You can correct me on this, but I've said in a video uh, that I recorded earlier today that back at this level, it... They've had three seasons, haven't they? Two were scraping relegation and then mm. barely got over the line. Mm. And one, I don't like to call it a fluke season, but even Hurst was calling it a fluke season and the players, mm. you know, hopefully something near, yeah, where everything just went, worked right. So, you know, the, the key is to not go back down to those two. And I've said, and this is just gone maybe by it being the fourth season, just be, make yourself um, established. 13th, 14th is fine if you're comfortable away yeah. from. Yeah. Just be a, a consistent League One this club. This is scandalous. No. This is playoffs this is minimum. For me, no. for me. I'm, scandalous. I'm, 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 I'm aiming for the playoffs. Yeah. No, I can't. Because I, we think about, talking about the case, there's like a lot of kind of drama going around in this moment in time. Our injured left back has gone and our sub goal has gone and everyone's asking for like, someone asked, one you down fan asked for a, a statement of intent from the club. It, but for me, we've still got Nolan, we've still got Toto, we've still got Beckles, we've got Sadler, Payne, we've got, we've got, we've got Payne, so we've got, we've got a nucleus there. So last season, so as Brian said on his interview, that we were trying to get rid of players. We're not trying to get rid of anyone now. And if, if Paul Hurst wants to get him, come back and get his son, 
you better get his chairman to get his checkbook out because he's going to have to write some zeros on that check because yeah. we're going to be demanding mega bucks. But every, every, everything, for them to get third and eventually the playoffs, which is what he's saying could happen next season, everything went right the, the last yep. minute. You know, it, it, it's like lottery numbers to get that again. And I just think, oh, I think I remember her saying the club just took such a massive, they just jumped before, you know, they, they could walk on what Hurst was building towards. And I, I still think 12th, 13th, 14th next next season shouldn't be looked down at. I really do. Okay, so I'll, I'll, you, you were saying playoffs. Mike, you multi-playoffs as well. The playoffs. Playoffs. Let's yeah. be clear, what's the question? So what's our expectation? What's your, what would your expectations be for next season? Uh, my expectation is... Not about whether it's successful. Where do you think yeah, we should be? It should, be, should be on the crust of the playoffs. And you would yeah, agree? Yeah, yeah. And what would you, and were you agreeing? I couldn't my mark. expectation would be 6th to 10th. Fair play, that's yeah. high. I see. Oh, yeah, I, that's because what's the you're, point? You're you're more I'm more with I'm more yeah. with I'd snap your hand off for twelve. I, I I just I would you snap my hand off for avoiding a relegation? Damn right, it is yeah. just to be out of relegation trouble because we, we don't have, know. We have got we have got to start again. I know you say there's a core of players there, but it's a core that we've got to build a lot around. And for all we know, we, we might sell those players. And John Askey, we know nothing about him as a manager really. And you are asking, a lot of you're asking for lightning strike twice just to get into playoffs. Yeah, what I think. I'm saying is, it, expectation wise, is you're on one hand you're saying we need the fans to get behind the team and be vociferous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get that if expectation levels are at mid table. You've got to be looking to get into the playoffs. But I So, so if it's you know. It's, is a key word real, realism when you think back you go back to the, the wage side of it okay we've punched above with the wages this time but so if it's 12th 13th 14th and there's a couple of bad results you can't turn on ASCII mm. I, I don't think finishing 12th would be sackable no but I think if you're fighting relegation and an interesting um, thing that BBC Online did about what happens to teams that lose in playoff finals and 60% do struggle mm. a, yeah. against Scum for Fleetwood Fleetwood, yeah. you know, and um, Rochdale were near it last season, weren't yeah. they? Mm. So there is always that risk. But if you're talking about expectations now, with the players they've got now, and ask me Currently, again if, yeah. if Nolan and, and Nciala and the rest go, I think it would take a massive points drop off to finish yeah. lower than the top ten, wouldn't it? What a lovely conversation to have. Though. Yeah, I it's, don't know. it's very rare we have this conversation at the end of a season, so that's quite <laughs> nice. Again, Shrewsbury, set your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's. Let's. I, I, I think I'm setting you know. my expectations high to think we've finished well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't be disappointed. Do you? <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, there we go. Well, we'll leave, we'll leave the expectations. There was a few other questions I thought we'd just run through now before we wrap this up because uh, yeah, we've, we've been talking about Shrewsbury Town for almost three hours now, guys, which shows your hour of interest in this season has been. But <laughs> um, yeah, there was, a, there was a question I just saw on here, um, you know, a resounding uh, vote of confidence for old Roland Witchley. I don't know what percentage he got last year in the survey, but he got 92% approval rating. Trump would be happy with that, wouldn't he? You know, Trump, <laughs> Trump would probably be happy with the eight percent unapproval rating. But there we go. Um, and then if you comparing Donald Trump to Roland Richie here, is this is this where you're at? You're never getting See, back in I'll that get, football I'll game. I'll get accused of being some sort of slight now, but it wasn't actually at the time of listening as we speak. Now I read an uh, article in the Mail last night about Oldham. Oh yeah. Did any of you see that? Yeah, I saw, I saw did, their statement. I didn't see the article, but I saw their statement. The, the Mail, yeah, did a did a piece about their, their cash problems and. You know, just read it because it will make you appreciate. Well, yeah, Villa, I, I, Villa, Villa, Villa I love Rose. Chairman, and they've they haven't paid Villa. the tax bill. Yeah. Villa. So, and, and that's one of the things. That's why we were, yeah. we were talking off there about this. You know, if we got brought out by a consortium or something like that, that's why we're, you know, okay, yeah, Roland, like club does the way things is, but one thing he does do is he backs the manager. You know, that's one thing I think. I think Brian feels a bit hurt by because they they went out, they brought Beckles for him, yeah. they went and poor Payne for him. You know, 
But there was tension in January, wasn't there? Hurst he was, was pushing he them, pushing them, pushing them, and he was calling them out. And I remember Brian Caldwell coming into to the radio station, getting a bit tetchy, directing it back at his manager. And and that was quite interesting. But, I remember that period. But that's a manager's job, isn't it, to always ask for more? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you always want two more signings, don't you? But on, on the chairman, we mentioned Fleetwood, and that is entirely one man. And they go in peaks and troughs because yep. of that. The really impressive thing that the chairman and the rest of the football club have done is build sustainably. Mm-hmm. And you look at their accounts every year and you look at the infrastructure moves that they've made. And again, speaking to the chief executive, he says, all the big infrastructure things are done. Mm. The money we make now goes on our team. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to dull the stadium up every now and Thanks again and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, um, and that is a huge achievement for a club of that size, mm. really. Oh, God. I mean, you know, we've been going for such a long time, aren't we? We remember back to the days of a decrepit old gay meadow that we loved, but was just taking us nowhere, and, and mm. we had no real no, training no, facilities. No, 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 no match team come. You know, the, the job that Ronan Witchley's done, take away just this season, over the course of 20 years, from the point where he basically saved us, no no one can argue with that job. You know, we all will have a pop at the chairman when things aren't going right, and, and that, you know, you're making decisions that weren't working. There was a long time, a lot of tension with fans trying to get things going, because... Roland tried to do it and, and be part of it and actually the best decision that he ever made was employing CEOs to do that that, nar- that narration between him and it, it's worked seamlessly in the last five years really since we brought Matt Williams in so there's lots of stuff to praise about him and we saw him on the balcony yeah, with the players yeah, hug, hugging Dean that. Henderson he enjoyed, I really hope he enjoyed that moment damn, damn right because you talk about Dean Dunny being a fan you talk about us being a fan and how you know mm-hmm. the guy's a Shrewsbury Town fan as, as big as we are you know he doesn't stand on the terraces because he owns a football club and he can sit in a box and watch it and I suppose if we all had the chance we would but you know he must have enjoyed the season more than anyone really because yeah. it's just vindication for some of the decisions he's made and that's coming from me I've been a critical of the chairman a lot of times through various media long before Hurst, you guys were involved at the club but Hurst really wanted to do it for the chairman they, they, they were close and it meant a lot Hurst knew how much it meant to the chairman and I think that was one of the big disappointments after Wembley I think I remember reading a quote or him saying that he's good for the for the boss. Yeah, he said that in his interview um, on the iFollow I watched. And talking to some of the more club-related things, we'll run through the last few of these. Are, are fans happy with match day ticket prices? Eighty-three percent, yes, which I think is fair. You know what they've done with kids' prices is brilliant, and you know we, we didn't really put up the prices during the, during the close season. Um, are you satisfied the club are doing all they can to improve the match day experience? Seventy-six percent, yes. I suppose that's fair enough, um, but a lot of that's been through the sports department and the work that guys have yeah. been doing with the club. People so. are trying things, aren't they? Damn right. Which is always yeah, good to exactly. See. You don't mind trying and failing and trying something different. The fans yeah. are the sun's a good a good point. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a good it's a good sort of uh, stage and post pre match for fans to get together and, and get in good voice basically. I, I I, you can't downplay the effect a, a good strong sports department has had in the last three or four years. Yeah. Almost all of the initiatives we've had from getting toilet seats installed during the season, you know, things little things that make a big difference. Brian's How brilliant. Long Brian into sorted this them out. Four toilet seats got to be <laughs> <laughs> Three hours. Yeah. Three hours. Right. That's pretty good. Be... But my point is that those things matter to people. And if we hadn't got fans knocking on the door asking CEOs to sort this stuff out, mm-hmm. there's no there's no impetus, no impetus on them to actually get it sorted. So you know that's that's coming. Just from on myself. Mike and Roger, right? safe standing and a lot of the stuff like that. I've worked really close with them last few yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, got to know them better, and they staggers me how you know they obviously got day jobs and the amount of stuff they did take weeks off don't they yeah it looks fantastic it looks amazing it looks like it'll be a proper home end which you don't get at grounds anymore a real throwback it's a really good move I think it generates so much good publicity as as soon as we saw it on a press day when there's no one in the the place uh, again I've been there down there today and every time I've been there since 
it's empty it's yeah, it looks daunting it? intimidating imposing and there's no one there on the ground by the way it's not out of town anymore and <laughs> if, if you look at, at the future yeah. I, w- I went down there and I thought well I bet this land has quadrupled in value for a start but yeah. it's not an out of town ground anymore and you'd like to think obviously this is a long term game but as the community grows around it that's something they could really take advantage of. And I sat in meetings in wherever it was. How many years have been now? So 11 years back from now. I sat in meetings 12, 13 years ago. We used to have something called the Umbrella Group and we'd sit there and we, we talked about the decisions to make for the new ground and what fans wanted. And from the very moment, um, and Roland was in running all these meetings at the time and the various sort of managers types that he had there at the time who've gone off into the ether. But it was very clear that the sustainable urban extension was part of why we moved to that side of town. That eventually you were going to have 3,000 houses built on your doorstep. That, mm. you know, you'd have to take it on the chin for a long time of being a little bit exposed. But as stuff builds up, the industry, the town, potentially some more commercial properties, you know, obviously a supermarket on the doorstep. Public right? transport that can get you there. It's bringing, <laughs> well, that's, that's to come maybe. But, you know, in all well, seriousness, there, in all seriousness the bus services up Otley Road will be way better in 10 yeah. years' time than they are now. So there, is, there was a massively logical reason to move there rather than to move up to Sundorn, which was one of the other places we looked at building the stadium where the training ground was. And so, again, when you look at what the chairman's done, a vision, a long-term plan, you know, to, to have delivered on it and it's now starting to come to fruition, good job, fair play to him. So, um... Do- do you think, all of you, that safe, safe standing will be, maybe not packed or sell out, but full most home games? So that's one of the other questions you've got, and it was about a 50-50 split, wasn't it? Which is interesting. If you've had 900 people say, am I going to use safe standing? Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe a lot of the readers have got... got yeah, exactly. So I think that the ticket sales have gone well. So I reckon there'd be at least 20 tourists, 30 tourists. Oh, way more than that at the start. At minimum, yeah. coming from Bradford, from Liverpool, from... Every single ball there's 92 football clubs. There could be one from each of them every game. They're having to keep a few seats back for for press, other fans, other, the safe standing road show, bringing people in. So there, there'll be a few reserved, maybe what, 10 or 15. You remember a couple of months ago when we had the week, uh, when it was done and we had the week's press and the, the, the stories on it and how they said they were going to make it the blue and amber army and the, the colours and the sounds. It's got serious potential yeah. to be... Uh, there's two in. drums already. Yeah, already. Banners. Whose decision was that? And who plays the drum? Oh, <laughs> there's already one. There's only one band. drummer in nineteen, oh, isn't there? Yeah, England um, band's terrible. But. Oh, is that is that just because it's going to affect your audio quality during the match? <laughs> you think is now it's a bit closer? Is it? I affect the audio quality <laughs> enough and drag it down into the gutter, frankly. Yeah, I mean, it's all part of the Tifosi kind of trying to get a little bit more like that. And what happened in Block 112 at Wembley shouldn't be forgotten. That was fantastic. The, the days we ran. The loons, from the other end of the ground, that looked immense. There's going to be in the seats underneath is vital as well. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Because if you've got everybody standing at the back and then a massive gap, making it a wall yeah. is... is yes, and that's what the child game at home was. The sound, because obviously mm. you were opposite, so we were in it, but the sound must have been amazing, that child at home, that playoff. Yeah, and and one of the things that you just mentioned about is is, is that we launched a campaign. Various groups, sport groups, put the cast of them behind it to join the Blue and Amber Army. So that area is going to be known as sort of the Blue and Amber Army, and, and hopefully identity. that's a, an identity that we had on the Riverside, Mike, when we yeah. were kids. And, and me and you now, we will still talk about being Riverside, won't we? Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. And, and, and getting that collective um, people to feel part of something, something to hang their hat on, and, and go in and say we're going to. And I think it's great that it's in the South Stand. It takes it takes our fans away from the away fans as well so they can purely focus on backing the team noise um, all around yeah it, it, it fires across the pitch rather than sort of shooting off into a corner it's, it, it, it makes total sense and I've always said oh I wouldn't give it a go because I don't like going behind the goal we don't like that no. but having been at Blackpool behind the goal and the atmosphere was good I, I think I might give it, it a go I mean identity about. don't you and I think yeah. as much we talked about the new manager yeah. and I hope it is 
a high pressing team yeah. I hope it's a fast team I hope it's a team that works its socks off with a bit of quality when it wins the ball back but more often than not it keeps that heart and soul we have a consistent blueprint he has yeah. sold him when he spoke to me about it he has said you know like energy that's, uh, what, that's, what, that's what the Maxfield fans have so said yeah. Yeah. But that's one of the nice things as well is that the, the kind of the, the Shrewsbury fans have just been Hard hurt work, yeah. and they were doing nice communication and we're getting some nice messages from them they say they play a 4-3 Chelsea kind of style you know they play attacking football pressing football and they work hard yeah. and that, that's what gets fans yeah. going Just, if you've been to a game and you lose but you know your team try really yeah. hard it's harder it's than also it's, it's the best way to win games on a small budget yeah. because you you can't afford three quarters of a million pounds on Bradley Dak no. so you make up for it with work rate yeah. Yeah. and enough quality yeah, yeah. and, and bring, that's bring, come back to the backroom stuff Skitty and those guys what they've done has been amazing I was say, bringing it back to identity I, I read something where Chris Kitt said basically I can't remember where I read it that the poor has like handed over the, the fitness and conditioning side of the, of the club to, to Chris Kitt so that I think and you could read between the lines if Paul Hurst were to move on there's a consistency at the club where we have we, we maintain an ethos of hard yeah. work and high fitness levels which should it should maintain that, that blueprint that should be turned so we will then become known as a high pressing hard working football and football club regardless of who the manager is and I think that's mm. that would be brilliant because you talk about some clubs you know, you like, you know some clubs have their style of play yes, Manny I've got did. it Arsenal have got it Swansea did if that becomes yeah that's, that's our identity our identity is also to say standing and you know for me it feels like there are things that are going to take us into next season. Yeah, the yeah. safe standing is hopefully going to bring the, the atmosphere. We've got Skitty and Dunny, and we've got the analysts there as well, and the, and the sports guy, and the, the fitness coach as well. So this management, the, the kind of staff, hopefully will carry on. Mm. Hopefully, we can keep some momentum into next We're season. We're sort of coming of age almost. It feels. Do you know what I mean? Like, certainly yeah. out the new meadow. Yeah. It's a very, very good way of describing yeah. it. it. We lost a lot moving to the new meadow and as a football club it saved us and it, and it gave us a lot it, gave, it's, it allowed the club to move on as a fan base we lost a lot in mm. terms of our identity and it, it, if it's taken 11 years to get it back then that's that's and, and it's because of and this is probably a good place to leave it if it's taken us 11, play, 11 years to get it back and it's because of the team that Paul Hurst built this season to, to, to kick it on I said this on the podcast last week that might be his longest lasting legacy if we can continue to be a fan base that we've been this season and that's that's my hope really and I think that's where I'd, I'd like to leave the podcast really, yeah. on a positive note very much so so yes, cool. <laughs> I still can't believe it's five to eleven. <laughs> there we go. So I will say again, thank you to Shropshire Star for letting us uh, borrow an office. Yeah. Um, thanks to Lewis for joining us and also bringing in the survey thing. That was really interesting to go through that. Yeah, and thanks, look fellas, to for reading uh, the rest of it tomorrow. Inviting, inviting me on. It's all right. Yeah, you've only had to move from your desk over here. So it I probably far. won't be listening to this from Mexico. But there you go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, what else you going to do? You might as well sleep here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yes, thanks for joining us again, Mark. It's been thank great you. to have yeah, your insight, the insight as usual. And um, if you ever need us to come back on and fill a couple of hours on the radio like we you're did that one time about, more than welcome about running on yeah I know you said that and then yeah cheers for coming on again bro it's good to have your voice on and uh, we'll no definitely have you back on the podcast next year and excellent once again congratulations yeah. to you for getting married Ollie it's been a, it's been yeah. a long season it's been a, it's been a good end of season for you in terms of your personal life and that's that's been lovely to, to share with our listeners as well and um we'll be back soon with a couple we'll of other little summer specials won't we yeah we will we'll be back and then yeah we'll uh, track the season we come through hopefully we'll be signing unknown gems <laughs> exactly. maybe on the first game season you'll be saying 
Who's Nolan? Who's Beckles? Fucking yeah. wear Wikipedia out again. This <laughs> summer, and it, it works as well. That's why you need Wi-Fi. That's why that's the Wi-Fi because you've got to search these guys. You're out. So yeah. So thank you to listening this season. Uh, just yeah. as a final summary from the podcast, we've seen unbelievable growth in listeners, but particularly towards the end of the season where everyone has been loving our town and been playing, and it's it's been brilliant. And Twitter's been going mad for us, and so it's been fantastic. And hopefully, we continue going into yeah. the new season, seeing some growth. So um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate the feedback as well, and yeah, those guys asking questions and the message we get. Keeps us motivated at 7 pm on a Sunday when we uh, yeah, get in a bit of trouble with our There we go. A week off with no football next week, and then the World Cup starts. So, uh, yeah, have a good summer, guys.